Welcome to a brand new episode of Talking Automotive. I'm Matt Weiss, and I'm joined as always by KPMG's automotive leader, Gary Silberg, as we discuss the latest trends impacting the automotive sector. And Gary, want to start? How are you doing today, sir? I am well, and yourself, Matt? I'm doing well, and, and Gary, summertime is always a good time of year. Americans love to get out on the road, and we're coming up on those months. And I want to focus today, Gary, on a timely analysis from you and our team here at KPMG that talks about COVID's impact, COVID-19 impact on the total number of vehicle miles traveled, also known as VMT, and, and, and specifically, Gary, what these projections portend for the future of automotive sales and the retail aspect of how people purchase products. Specifically, Gary, I was just struck by the projection that you and the team are saying that given changes in commuting and shopping, that of course being more Americans working from home now remotely more online shopping could re could reduce total VMT by as much as 10 percent or 270 billion with a B miles that's uh, put another way Gary as you and the team uh, note in this uh, analysis you've done a hundred million trips from New York to California really staggering stuff welcome your your thoughts on the analysis that you and the team have put together and, and what it means for the industry well, first of all, Matt, I'm so impressed you read everything so well. You're stealing all my good lines. I got, a I got a better one for you. How about three trillion miles us Americans drive? That's that's 337 round trips from Earth to Pluto. So how do you like that one for a good data oh, point? I think that's so, a lot better than my New York to California, Gary. <laughs> so it's massive. Uh, it's massive. What we, In fact, this number has been growing since essentially the 1960s. Uh, that each year Americans drive more and more. And it's had a, a couple of blips with the res Great Recession, et cetera. But it's been a continual growth. And, you know, it, it, cars are in our DNA as part of our, you know, it'll go part of the American experience, as I like to say. We drive uh, with freedom and, you know, from the mountains to the shores to, to work to shopping. And, and so what did we do, Matt, um, on this? This was kind of our critical thinking, and I think, uh, as I would like to say, the nuance insight that when you are data-driven, you can find these little uh, granular nuggets of insight. So let me explain what we did. So of the three trillion miles that we travel every year, two of them highlighted that you just highlighted are very important. That's people drive back and forth to work, you and I going back and forth to work, and people shopping, if you will. Those two missions make up close to 40%, between 35 and 40%, of the three trillion miles, okay, they're two of the primary reasons why people buy a car, right? You got to go to get to work and you got to eat, right, or shop. So um, we thought those would be two very interesting areas to focus in on. And and, and this is a complex question, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um, some ups and downs. This is not an, a one-way uh, uh, analysis. So with regard to COVID, what did we learn? We learned that. People can work from home, and there's a significant part of the population that can work from home, and we're, we're seeing that pro proven out. And you've seen announcement after announcement for companies, even the auto industry, specifically our industry, about people can work from home. I think Ford announced it recently that they're not bringing their people back to September, and they're going to do a survey if they want to go back to the end of the year. I think GM has talked about this, Fiat Chrysler, a lot of the suppliers. So the, our whole community, but the tech industry and a lot of different industries – uh, but just keeping it simple, let's just keep it real simple. 
If you and I, Matt, decide to work from home just one day a week versus commuting, you go into New York City every day, and I think you live in... Uh, in, 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 in northern New Jersey, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I live in Chicago. You know, if I... So one one commute out of five is twenty percent. I mean, <laughs> and you multiply this out by a lot of people, which is not far fetched. You could have a significant decline in commuting. Okay, um, so that's area one. Area two was in shopping, um, as you and I have talked about before. Even pre-COVID, people were magically pushing the button of this ordering online now. People during COVID have increased that number has increased rather significantly. It was up, I think, around 16 to 70% of all online uh, uh, shopping was done uh, by magically pushing the button. It jumped to 24, close to 25% in the month of April during COVID. Now, we, we know it may go down a little bit, but we think that number, or at least that trend is enduring and going forward, it will continue once people magically push the button. So th- just keeping it very simple, we think those two missions will continue to uh, push uh, VMT down going forward. So let me pause there for a second, why we think that's permanent going forward, at least the trend being permanent, and the implications I'll get to in a second. Does that make sense, first of all? It, it does. And, and Gary, I know we could go on for a long time on this because it's so complex, as you point out, there's so many angles. I want to, if you could, for our audience, I think everybody listening is is wondering in terms of the implications. So if we do see this decline, Gary, and if it does become more permanent, as you point out, with people pushing the button with shopping, with people saying, I don't need a vehicle necessarily to commute anymore into my job. Um, what does this mean if you're an OEM? What does this mean for companies that produce automobiles? How does this change the business model and the thinking? Okay. So, it, just in the macro numbers, it's, it, you're spot on your question. Uh, Americans own about, I think, two cars per household approximately, slightly less than that, okay? And and there's around 130 million households, between 125 and 130 million households in the United States. Our analysis says that a approximately 9 to 10% drop in VMT with these uh, – two missions, and these are two primary missions to owning a car, and we, we were a little more precise in terms of where that was. If you uh, didn't own a vehicle or if you had one or two, we, were, we tried to be conservative on this. Um, could reduce that number just by 0.1. So in other words, you could go from 2.0 to 1.9 approximately. So a slight decline in ownership. But when you multiply that by 125 million, 130 million households, that's where you have a large potential decline in vehicles. Anywhere between 8 to 14 million cars a year. Now, they may not be new cars, but are unnecessary to be owned, if you will, going forward. It's a huge number that the auto industry needs to be aware of. Somewhere around 7, 8 to 14 million cars a year are unnecessary if you were to have a slight decline per household per vehicle. So it's huge, Matt. It's huge. And that goes on. You know, all the way, if this is a permanent trend, which we think it is, um, this continues into quote unquote perpetuity of these models never needing to be traveled. Well, Gary, those are just some fascinating points and analysis, as always. And in our next episode of Talking Automotive, we'll talk about the flip side of the VMT discussion. And that is Gary and his team seeing the prospects for a slight uptick in the short run. Why is that? Well, you have to tune into the next episode. But in the interim, be sure to go to kpmg.com to check out Gary's 
and his team's latest research. For now, thanks for listening. I'm Matt Weiss.